Praise God. We'd like to welcome everyone tonight. If you're a guest with us, we're so glad you're here worshiping tonight. Amen. Praise God. It's good to see everybody. Why don't you just take a moment, turn around, shake somebody's hand. If you don't know them, introduce yourself. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I actually, if you would give me just a moment, I've got uh, two messages tonight. The first one's short, 30 seconds. It does have a text. The first message is Acts chapter 29, verse number 1. Acts 29, verse number 1 says... If thou hast madest a pledge in the mission offering, and thou hast not turned it in, you shall be cast into outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. It is better to vow, but never to vow, vow. No, that's somewhere else. If you gave a commitment to the missions offering, and that has not been given in yet, thank you for your willingness to participate. But it doesn't count. Unless you can put it in there. You say, well, I don't have it. I thought I was going to have it. I don't have it. Then just revise it. But don't just say, well, you know what? I, I committed to give 100. I only have 50. And I might as well. No, give that. Give something. You say, well, does the church need it? No. But you need it. With all those Christmas bills, you can't afford not to give. you got to have something to pay it off with. So, please, remind you, a lot of you committed, which was awesome. We had a tremendous, tremendous offering. And uh, uh, with the commitments and the actual giving, it's tremendous. Uh, but we'd like to get all that in because we had said before that um, 50 of that the first 50 of that was going to go to helping missionaries that were traveling around uh, the country raising funds. It was going to allow some of them to skip months and months of working and go straight back to their calling. But because there was actually more, and we're waiting to see how much more, there are several other things in the mission field that we're going to be able to do and help in major ways. So you, your contribution in doing that is absolutely awesome but please i know a lot of you maybe didn't have great intentions but please make sure you get that in amen now for this part two first peter chapter five. First peter chapter five verse number eight in case you're wondering there is acts 29 you're like where is it my my app is broke no there is no acts 29 1 Peter 5, verse number 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. 
And then go with me back a little bit to Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12, verse 43. If you're at Peter, turn left about eight blocks back, ten blocks back to the left. Matthew 12, verse 43 says, When the unclean spirit is gone out of the man, he walketh through, everybody say that next word, dry. Everybody say dry. Dry places, seeking rest, and findeth none. I'm going to read that same verse, verse 43, but instead of reading it in the version we just did, I'm going to read it what's called the Amplified Version. It's still the Bible, just a different version. It says this, Now when the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, it roams through the waterless, dry, and arid place in search of rest, but it does not find it. Praise God. For a few moments tonight, I want to preach this. The devil can't swim. The devil can't swim. Turn to somebody and tell them that. Say, guess what? The devil can't swim. Praise God. Praise God. God bless you. You may be seated. Notice what Matthew 12, verse 43, gives us a clue. It tells us that when the spirit, the unclean spirit, goes out of the man, it does what? It searches for a dry place. It doesn't just search for somewhere to set up camp, but it specifically is seeking for a particular type of place. It's seeking for a place that is dry, or as the Amplified said, something that has no water, that's arid. But I want to go back just a little bit and give you another parable. Matthew chapter 5, verse number 1. And they came over to the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes, and when he was... And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there was, there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had been oft bound with fetters and chains and the chains had been plucked asunder by him and the fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. You think that sounds far out? I can take you to some places in the world today that that is a legit scripture. I've seen it with my own two eyes. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the Most High? I adore adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, Why? What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he sought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. And there was nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. Everyone say they were on the mountain. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us to the swine, that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them, gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. Now watch what happened. And the herd ran violently down to a steep place into the sea. There were about 2,000, and they were choked by the sea. 
The Bible is giving us something here very plain. First of all, we have to understand Jesus never did anything by accident. Everything Jesus did was sharing with us a principle and a pattern. And so this man shows up and come to find out, he says, Legion, he had 2,000 devils in him. And the devils spoke out and asked Jesus, have you come here to torment us? Leave us alone. And they asked, would you let us go into those swine? Fully believing, as the scripture has said in Matthew, that if they would possess those swine, they would take those swine out into a dry place. And Jesus allowed those demons to leave that man and go into those swine. But the Bible says that when those, when those demons went into the swine, something happened. Because those swine, which were the creation of the Creator, had an instinct put in them that when those devils got a hold of them, and those devils were trying to take them to a dry place. The Bible says that those swine took off running to the water. And when they got in that water, the Bible says they were choked by the sea. Why? Because the devil can't swim. And if you look at the Bible, and you look at the typology in Scripture, you find that throughout Scripture, Jesus likens the Holy Ghost to what? Water. In fact, he says in John chapter 7, verse 37, He that believeth in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. He said, my spirit is the living water. He said, you shall receive an outpouring of my spirit, the former rain and the latter rain together. He said there will be a spring that wells up inside of you. It will be a well that springs inside of you. That gives you a well and spring of living water that flows out of you. Why? Because Matthew tells us the devil is looking for a dry place. The devil's looking for a dry church. The devil's looking for somebody that's dry, that nothing's happened in your life. But the Holy Ghost has come that you will have a river. You see, I don't want to be a part of a dry church because where there is a dry church, the devil shows up and says, ooh, I like this because he's seeking for dry churches. He's seeking for dry preachers. He's seeking for dry singers. He's seeking for dry worshipers. But honey, I'm sorry if it offends you, but I've got a well of living water inside of me. David said in Psalm 68, David said that the rebellious dwell in a trying land. The rebellious dwell where there is no water. The devil is trying to convince you it's okay to be dry. Go to a dry church. Settle for being dry. Settle for religion. It's okay if it's dry. You know why? Because he's not threatened by dryness. Dry 
dryness doesn't scare him. In fact, he likes to set up camp where it's dry. But oh, honey, you get him near some water. Because all of a sudden, when he gets near water, he understands. If I get in that water, I've got a problem. Because the devil can't swim. And Ezekiel tells us something. This is what we have to have as a church. This is where we've got to go as a church. I wasn't going to read it, but I'm going to read it anyways. It was a little long. and I was just going to hit the high points, but I want to read it. Give me a second. Pull it up. Ezekiel 47. Verse number one. Afterward, he brought me again to the door of the outside. And behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. For the forefront of the house stood towards the east. And the waters came down from under the right side of the house at the side south side of the altar. Where is it starting? It's starting in the church. It's starting at the altar. Then brought he me out of the way of the gate northward and led me about the way with, without unto the other gate by the way that looked eastward. And behold, there ran out waters on the right side. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me through the waters, and the waters were to my ankles. And he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters, and the waters to my knees. And he measured a thousand and brought me, and the waters were to my loins. And afterwards he measured a thousand, and it was a river. And I could not pass over it, for the waters were risen, and the waters to swim in, and the river that could not be passed over. You get a picture from Ezekiel that when people of God get the attitude that we're going to produce a river supernaturally, I don't care what you think naturally. If you think this is crazy, that's okay because the Bible says to the natural mind, the things of the spirit are foolish. But when a people of God get hungry, there's something that begins to build when we come together. When you bring your river and I bring my river. When you bring your well and I bring my well. When it's not just me but we link up. And now your well is my well and our river is your river. And all of a sudden now we don't have one river. But we've got two and three and four and five and six and seven. All of a sudden, that river begins to flow out of this place. And I believe in Jesus' name that when people drive by this place, they might not know what they're feeling, but they're feeling the effects of the river. Because that's what verse 9 says. And it shall come, and it shall come to pass that everything that liveth, which moveth, and wheresoever the river shall come, shall live. That means when I begin to let the river flow out of me, that I am producing life as the river flows out of me. Wherever the river flows, death cannot be. Wherever the river flows, that which was dead, life is breathed into it. That means if I've got dead dreams, if I've got dead visions, if I've got dead rhema, if I can get the river flowing, if I can get life, Life moving. Oh, Jesus. 
Because the great part about the river, the river brings life to me and the river brings death to my enemy. The same river that's my salvation is the same river that becomes my deliverance. Because Moses stood on the side of the water and lifted up his staff and the Holy Ghost moved on that water. The Spirit of God moved and the water parted and the people of God walked on dry land. But the same water that was their deliverance and got them out of their situation when the enemy got in that water the enemy realized wait a minute we can't swim so at the same time that God's bringing life in your situation on the other side there's being death to your enemy because the devil can't swim But if I was the devil, and I knew that, and I knew I can't swim, and I knew I can't stop God, I can't mess with him, the Bible says they, all the devils know the name and fear and tremble. Even the devil knows the power of Calvary. So if I'm the devil, and I know I can't stop God, the only hope I've got to keep myself above water is to try to stop the river from flowing. So I can, if I can produce a dam in your life and get the river from flowing in your life, and I can start producing dryness where there once was life. I can start to win the battle. I can't stop God. But I can sure create a dam in your life that can get all of that stuff in your life backed up. And where there used to be a river of life, now I've got a stagnant pond. And what used to bring life and refreshing now... So if I can get that dam... In your life. If I can dam up your life. And dam that river. And get that thing stopped. That's why this is more. Than just a church. That's spirit filled. Oh what are you we are spirit filled church. Oh that's such a weak definition. We're not just a spirit filled church. As if we have a choice. Or we've chosen option B. Well are you not spirit filled or not. Well we choose. No 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 no. It's bigger than that. It's not just a simple doctrine. We don't believe what we believe. Oh, because it fits well or we like it. We believe what we believe because there's power in the river. And I don't care how many times you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You can accept until you're blue in the face, but that don't produce a river. Nowhere in the Bible does it say accept the Lord as your Savior and you will have a river. There's only one river and that river comes out of the baptism of the Holy Ghost that comes out of the emptiness of your life and flows out of your life. You see, 
But dams aren't built overnight. I guess you could if you had a small enough river and a big enough blockage. But you see, I've used this before, but allow me to use it again. When I was 12, 13, we went on a, we went on a trip out west. And, I, and that's, it, that's at the western part of America is literally one of my favorite places in all the world. I've been, God has blessed me tremendously. I've tri- traveled all over the world. But I'm telling you what, if I had to choose somewhere to go for the scenery, you can't beat the western part of America. From the north, northern part, the southern part, all those states are just absolutely stunning. And we were traveling through the area. We, had, we left here and we drove uh, to, to South Dakota and we had driven down through Wyoming. And we were in Colorado and that part. And I believe it was Colorado. I don't remember exactly. I think it was Colorado. But we were, we were, we were in this one area and sort of very nature and outdoors and, and not a lot of population. And I, I don't know how we came across it. But somewhere along the line, we came across this little group of beavers. And we happened to show up when they were in the middle of, they had gotten the engineering done, the architects had already signed off, they got their permits, and they happened to start building when we showed up. I don't know how long it took them to get through Beaver Permit Department. I don't know if it's as speedy as our permit department, but whatever, they had figured this out. And we got a chance to sit there for a few moments, and we got to watch these beavers begin to drag these logs into place and drag these sticks into place. They weren't huge trees. They weren't cutting down oaks and dragging them. They were gra- most of the stuff that they were grabbing was, was more, probably no more than that big. It wasn't huge. They weren't very long. But you could see one by one, the more things they put in that river, the more it started affecting the flow. It wasn't one big event. It wasn't one huge deal. It wasn't all of a sudden whoosh and it stopped. It was just one thing at a time. And you see, when it's one thing at a time, it's easy to justify it's okay. Because there's still some flow. Well, I really don't need to tend to it right now. It's still okay. But the problem is, if you don't start cleaning out that junk and you start adding on to it, The more it starts to go, the less that flow stops. And all of a sudden, now you show up at church, and now you're like, well, well, we've already been here for 45 minutes. I hope we don't do this much longer. I don't know. You're telling everybody, I've got some stuff messing with my river. You say, well, I I don't have any big thing. I mean, I didn't go out and shoot five people this week. Well, well, wait a minute. Maybe you didn't have some big event in your life that cut your river. But what about the little stuff that starts to put in your life? That's why it's important, no offense. It's important that every day you do a river check. You need to get down in the river and see what kind of boulders, what kind of junk, what kind of debris the devil's trying to put in your river. Why? Because there's a fight inside of you every day. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Your flesh wants to dam up that river. But there's got to be something down on the inside of you that says greater is he that is in me. Oh, I wish I had somebody that believed that tonight. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You know what? You start dealing with stuff. You start battling with things in your mind. And you start getting junk. I tell you a solution for it. Find you a place. Lift 
lift up your hands. Close your eyes. Why? Because when you start getting that river flowing, the devil looks around and says, hold up. I don't have a boat. I don't have a life raft. I don't even have a life jacket. I got to get out of here. Because the devil can't swim. The devil can't swim. The devil can't swim. And so what's the devil wants to do? Oh, come on, Antioch. You know all that spirit stuff. It's just a little far out nowadays. It may have worked in the 70s. It may have worked in the 80s. But we're way sophisticated now for all that. Church is supposed to be a place where people can come and feel comfortable. Church should be a place where people can come and feel soothed and comfortable. You know what? I hope they do feel comfortable. But I hope they leave going, I don't know what was in that place. I may not be explaining it. I don't know if I want to come back. But that wasn't like anywhere I've been. Why? Because you know what? There's got to be something moving in this place. Because if not, we become dry. I don't want to be a dry place. And there's too many of us, I think, that are settling for a Sunday rain shower that flows over our desert. And we come in on Sundays and we get a little rain shower. And we get a little to see because there's some, you know, even a desert. I've been in some deserts out in Arizona. You know what's scary? There are some deserts that have some green to them. But problem is that green looks okay from afar off. But the closer you get to that green, you realize that's not the kind of green you want. Because those greens have little things that stick out of them. You can't be hugging on them green things. Because you're going to walk over, but you're going to limp back because those things got stuff. And so you can have fruit in your life out of your dryness, but not realize you got the wrong type of fruit. And you can be deceived because there even a, there is a, in the, de- in Death Valley, in Death Valley, They get enough rain at particular times that they have parts of Death Valley that have these wildflowers that bloom out of them. But it only happens for this short, tiny bit. And in fact, it was this deal. We were out there a couple years ago and there was this big, big stink in the newspaper because there were so many people going to Death Valley and bringing eggs with them. There's no joke. Eggs with them because they were going out on the road And they were watching eggs fry on the pavement. And there were so many eggs in Death Valley that was starting to litter the road. Because Death Valley is the hottest and driest place we've got in this country. But even there, there's enough life that there's some spots. But I'm not looking for a little temporary spot. I'm not looking for just... A little bit of life here and there. But I'm looking for that river to flow in my life. And there's too many of us. There's some of you in here tonight. You don't have that river. 
But there's too many of you that had that river, but you've allowed stuff in your life to dam up that river. I believe tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about a five-second hallelujah, thank you, Jesus type prayer meeting where you get three goosebumps and a shake and a bake and you leave out of here going, boy, that was neat, and you go right back to the way you were doing. But I'm talking about getting God getting a hold of you and totally taking all that junk out of you from the inside, all the debris, all the junk, all the hurt, all the bitterness, all the pain, all the stuff that you let sit in there and fester and allow all that stuff to break out by in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that the Holy Ghost would fall in this place and break every dam, break free every dam, that the baptism of the Holy Ghost would fall in this place. Because that vision of Ezekiel has got to be the thing that we want the most. God, let there be a river that flows out of this house. Let there be a river that starts. Because you know what? If you can't get that river in here, you're not going to get that river at home. If you can't get that river here. And you know what? Sometimes if I can't get my river started, I'm going to hope I'm going to get downstream from you and let your river push my river out of me. But somewhere or the other, I don't want to leave here without a river in my life moving. Why? Because the devil is searching for a dry place. If you're here tonight... And you're being battled. You're being battled in your mind. You're being battled in your house. You're being battled in your health. You're being battled mentally. You're being battled emotionally. You're being battled whatever the definition. If your kids are going crazy. If your spouse is going crazy. If your job's going crazy. If your car's going crazy. If things are battling you. I got a solution for you. If you get that river flowing in your life. The devil can't swim. As long as you've got that river moving in your life. I'm not saying you're not going to have a bad day here and there. But there's power and life in the river. I believe tonight there needs to be, there, there's going to be, there has to be for some of us. And I know some of you probably won't even be honest. And I hope tonight, even in your dishonesty, you'll just get sweeped up into the power of God. But I hope tonight that every person in here tonight, every person in here tonight that's even remotely hungry, that the power of God would break out of you and the Holy Ghost would fall afresh on you and that we'd be baptized tonight afresh and anew with the Holy Ghost. I said it, I've preached it, I've talked about it now for the last couple of months. It's great to have an Acts chapter 2 experience, but what about an Acts chapter 4 experience? What about saying, you know what, yesterday is gone today and I'm in need. Holy Ghost power breathe on me. Okay, preacher, it was good last week. That's great, but that was last week. I'm in tonight oh Holy Ghost Holy Ghost I wonder if you could do this with me just for a moment once you could take close your eyes and bow your heads just close your eyes and bow your heads let's do this if you would no one's looking around no one's judging you no one's taking notes No one's secretly recording your words. But I wonder if all of us could take a moment and talk to God. It doesn't have to be very loud. You don't have to say it to the top of your lungs.
But I wonder if you could just say it, even if it's a small whisper. I wonder if you could ask the Lord tonight and say, God, cleanse me. Remove everything in me, Lord, that may stop the flow of the river in my life. If there's some things you need to repent over, I, I say repent. Ask the Lord to forgive you. If there's some things you need to let go, let it go. If there's some things you need to forgive, forgive them. But let that river be cleaned out tonight. Can you do that right now all over this place? Come on, can you, can you open up your mouth and talk to God? You don't have to yell. We don't need to hear what you're saying. But can you at least have some sound come out? I don't care if, it, if, it, if it's just soft enough that an angel would have to put his... His, his ear up to your lips to hear. But just something come out of you, not just in your mind, but could you talk to God and say, God, cleanse me tonight. Wash me tonight. Purify me tonight. Cleanse me, Jesus. Oh, come on, that's it. Just a moment. Just say, Lord, I don't know if there's anything in me or not, Lord, but I want to, I want to be, I want to make sure there's nothing in me. Oh, as David prayed, search me, oh God. Search me, God, tonight. Search me tonight, Lord. Don't let there be one small thing left in me. Don't let there be one small thing left in me. Oh. Hallelujah. I wonder if you could stand with me tonight. And I'd like to do it this way if you could. If you're physically able to, would you just come join me down here? All of, all of those would, everybody come together. Just come join. If you're physically able. I know some are not able to physically do that. But if you're physically would you just come join me down here? Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to find at least one person, preferably teams of two. Find somebody that you can touch and agree with. Somebody standing by you, somebody next to you. Just find that person. There's power in agreement. There's power in agreement. We're going to agree together tonight. Because our prayer tonight is at least if one person's struggling, the other person can pull them out. If two strong, then you got something great. If one's weak, the other's weak, together. You can agree together. And I wonder right now, as we begin to pray, if we could begin to let the Holy Ghost fall afresh. And you could pray, God baptize my brother, baptize my sister. Afresh and anew with the baptism of river flowing out of it. Can you do that? Come on, lift up your voice right now. Come on, begin to pray with some fervency and some faith. Don't just go through the motions and pray a cute little prayer. But would you lift up your voice and begin to pray? 
اینا با سطر In the name of Jesus, by the power of the word, by the authority of the name, I loosen this place, a fresh flow of the river, to move in this place. Let the river flow in Jesus' name. Come on. The devil can't swim. If you're here tonight, you're going through it. Get that river flowing. Get that river flowing. Don't be satisfied with the trickle. But be hungry for a river. Don't, don't settle for a trickle. Don't settle for a moment of rain shower. But let there be a hunger inside of you. Holy Ghost, rain on me. Rise up in this place, Holy Ghost. Rise up in this house. Rise up in this house, faith. Rise up in this house. Come on, every spirit-filled person. I want you praying in the spirit. Every spirit-filled person. I want you praying in the spirit. Come on, I want you praying in the spirit. Come on, I feel life. I feel life. I feel life. I feel life. I feel life in the river. I feel life in the river. I feel fear leaving. I feel depression leaving. I feel doubt leaving. Where the river is, there is life. Where the river is, there is life. Flow. Oh, come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Don't stop yet. God's moving. Don't stop yet. God's moving. If you're done praying for that person, find somebody else to pray with. If you're done, find somebody else. The river's flowing. The river's flowing. The river's flowing. Yay! Can you feel it? Oh! that's it come on that's it God's doing something in this place God's doing something come on God's doing something come on be used to the Holy Ghost be used to the Holy Ghost be used to the Holy Ghost yeah 
Flow in this place, Holy Ghost. Flow in this place, Holy Ghost. Yes, yes. Swell with the rain 